You are listening to the Ebony Covering Black America Podcast Network, presented by Walmart. Did you see her Slack message about what to call it? She said, I have a title. No, I, didn't I have a title for it. Boring. I'm overhearing <laughs> this. It's not right, interesting right. anymore. You guys are yeah. 50 plus years old men mentioning Star Wars. Yeah, it, All right, we'll figure it out. Yeah. What, what were the two names you said? Blurred? Battle of the Blurred? Oh, Battle of the Blurred or uh, Star Wars. <laughs> that was an idea I had. Well, are you trying to is is that woes is like worries or woes is in ebonics? <laughs> like, what are you? What, as in worries, W O E S. Oh, I thought you were trying to be funny, like some ebonics. Like, oh, maybe we, it can't work too. Oh, we, we fix it. We fix it. Watch some Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, ho all you girls, boys, and non-binaries out there. This is Ron Dawson, co-host and co-producer of Dungeons & Durags, one of Black Nerd's epic podcasts of self-discovery and racial identity. Now, normally on this show, we talk about race, politics, my journey as a black man, reconnecting with my blackness. We have a lot of fun. Sometimes we get a little bit serious. But there's one aspect of my life as a black man, and that is uh, what JD, my co-host, likes to call the dungeons part of the Dungeons and Durags. The fact that I am a self-described blurred um, black nerd and uh, damn well proud of it. And uh, so for this week of the show, against my better judgment, we're going to start something that I will most certainly regret by the time it's all said and done, and that is... Uh, have a series in the podcast that is essentially a recap discussion of uh, Disney's newest Star Wars fanfare, Andor. Now, what you need to understand is that one, JD and I, and Yolanda, we're all huge Star Wars fans. JD, probably the biggest of us all. And we've had some great discussions about Star Wars in past podcast discussions. I think a lot of it also deals with our culture and how far we've evolved. Because it's not even just women. I remember the first Star Wars. I don't, I don't even think there was a black person in the first Star Wars. Because I remember seeing Empire getting jazzed with Billy D was in it. Right. And, she, and I, I think there might have been a black pilot or something. And that was totally organic. Yeah, that was a, yeah, but it was like it was totally organic. But it was also but like was I remember as a kid, like yeah. oh they got a brother in here, oh man, you know, because yeah, yeah. like because I remember watching the Star Wars, and being like dang, they don't have. It wasn't even like a white or black thing. I was like wow, it's just not. Space is nothing but English people. We've also dabbled a bit in doing a television show recap podcast a number of years ago for season one of Westworld. It was called Wrestling with. Westworld, and uh, it was a blast. We had some amazing shows that we put up. You guys were no. being unwilling to entertain where your perception might have been if you did not know anything about this movie, and you were like, "Oh, it's a made-up world." We I enter on a train. It. I've never seen the, the train. Is, I is, 
as the train a, is a period, yes, but you knew what it was about. And you see the train coming in to the world. I mean, they the way they're- Which made it even more just, that I thought no, no. those people could be make-believe. Can you not cut people off while Teddy they talk was to you? Can you I not, did think can you, Teddy can, was real, though. We're, we're going to work on just sharing the <laughs> conversation. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, unfortunately, something happened, and we lost all the episodes, uh, except for the one that you just heard some clips from. And JD and Yolanda never let me <laughs> live it down. That uh, I don't know what happened. I don't know. Hard drive crashed. I uh, who knows? It's forever a mystery. I promised them that I will not lose these episodes of these recaps. So this is how it's going to work. So this is the normal release date for our podcast. And so for today, the episode's going to be our recap and discussion of the first three episodes of Andor, which hit Disney Plus uh, last night. Well, last night, as of you listening to this, uh, it just happened tonight. I just finished watching the first three. Uh, in the nether two weeks, we'll have our regular Dungeons and Dragons episode, but NB, but we'll also have every week uh, a think of it as I don't know a bonus episode of the show. Uh, we'll probably actually create a whole separate feed for these, but we'll do these weekly recaps of Andor discussion. They'll they'll most likely be discussions as opposed to like recapping the show. Uh, you know, instead of going beat by beat with everything that happens, we'll have a general discussion of what we liked, what we didn't like, where we thought, where we think it's going, and we'll infuse some of our uh, commentary. And so we'll have the Andor shows episodes every week. Uh, we'll try to get them up the day after they air on uh, Disney Plus. Maybe two days, depending on everything that's going on. But the regular Dungeons and Dregs episodes will continue to come up and we have a lot of fun stuff coming up including my first inaugural trip to roscoe's chicken and waffles uh we've been meaning to do that but because of you know this whole pandemic thing we put it off but we should be doing that pretty soon as well and with the midterms coming up you know we're gonna have some great discussions about that so lots of great episodes coming with the regular bi-weekly episodes of the show for the next, I don't know, seven weeks or so, as the remaining Andor clips, uh, clips, <laughs> remaining Andor episodes air, we'll have uh, a weekly special mini series on a discussion of that. And if we do create a separate feed for that, like if you just, if you if you came here because you were looking for Andor podcasts talking about the show, and you came across ours and you have no interest in the other episodes, we will create, or I will create a separate feed for just the end or discussion. And we'll probably have that information for you next week. So if you want to get it all, just stay subscribed to this feed, the Dungeons and Drags feed. If you're just interested in the Andor recaps, I will create a separate feed for that. And, you know, one of the things we'll probably talk about in this episode is what the fuck to call this uh, this uh, recap series. I've been thinking of like Star Wars or Battle of the Blurds. I don't know. Just, you know, and or recap sounds kind of boring. Anyway, I've babbled long enough. Uh, let's get to my discussion with uh, Joseph about the first three episodes of Disney Plus's and Lucasfilm's Andor. 
We're gonna need some days where we get yo on this. Did she watch uh, it with Star you? Wars? Yeah. Yeah. It's literally not her bag, man. What is <laughs> not? Star Wars is not? Yeah. She, I mean, she likes it, but it's not like, oh, I want to talk stuff. And like, it's like nerd stuff and things that she doesn't. She's like the average layperson, you know? So, right, I mean, right. I don't know if the average layperson is going to have uh, comments really about. I mean, not that they couldn't, but. First of all, I think this is the first time we've ever seen a brothel in Star Wars, to my knowledge. Yeah, but I mean, well, I will push back on that brothel comment. I don't think it was a, I mean. Dude, it was a brothel. It was absolutely a brothel. But. But what? It's not, when you say that. Let's keep it in context. It's not like we're going into rooms, we're gonna have people having sex. Right? It's like I didn't say that. I'm just saying. I know you. I know. I know you didn't. But people who are just hearing this might get the wrong impression. What I'm saying is that they needed a place to show the under. It. I thought it was a great setup to show the underbelly oh, of where he's living and working, and operating. So I it's totally like, agree. That, to me, it was perfect. I'm, I'm I was so it. glad they did that. I'm so glad they did that. I'm just saying. Yeah, obviously. For anyone listening, it's still... I would say this show is PG-13. Well, let's not clutch our pearls either, because we had Leia in a slave dress, and a woman with six titties dancing on the thing or whatever. <laughs> so it's like, let's not get all pious and high exactly. now. When in, in Return of Jedi, we had some other scandalous That's stuff on, on, Jar, on Jabba's bar. So let's not front. Yeah, but... This is more tame than that. This is way more right. tame than I mean, it, Slave Leia. Right. It's all just implied... You don't yeah. see anything. It's not like it's Littlefinger's establishment up in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or, or it's like nothing we've seen in Game of Thrones. Like we, every That's what week I'm saying. they're going to the brothel. Yeah, no, I'm I know. Just saying in this season or this. Uh, right, right. What is the what's yeah. the new one? The House of House of the Dragon. House of Dragon. Um, yeah. I also think this is the first time we've ever seen an animal relieve himself <laughs> in a Star Wars. I, Christian, Christian Harloff. I, I watched the Christian Harloff uh, reaction to it. Yeah, and he was like, he called, he started calling the little droid piss pot. He was <laughs> <laughs> piss pot. Okay. All right, so, so just since it's just you, you and me, I still want to monitor time. So, yeah, Elon's like this straight nerd stuff. Just nerds. I'm, I'm not down with it. Well, between the two of us, you obviously have more Star Wars background information like so what's your level of star wars knowledge in terms of the kind of star wars content you have consumed throughout the years because i know it goes um, you've, you've done more than just the movies right oh yeah yeah, yeah. i've been uh well my, my first contact with star wars was in 1980 when i saw empire strikes back which is weird. i didn't see I didn't oh, really? catch New Hope first. Yeah, I saw oh, Empire wow. first. And this will be uh, a theme that I echo echo and, and, and beat like a dead horse. Is that um, just the seriousness that I felt A New Hope and Jedi took. Mm-hmm. When I was a young kid, I, I was coming off off of you know seeing uh, The Black Hole. The movie The Black Hole. Oh, yeah. I like that Disney. movie. Or, um, yeah, yeah it, was, it was cool, but it was like. And also Battle Beyond the Stars. And all those like things are cool. Too. 
Yeah, didn't they're that, cool. Didn't that ship but have, they have titties? Like a, they, yeah, it looked like a big scrotum flying around or whatever. Yeah, titty scrotum <laughs> thing merged together. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Very right. phallic and interesting. Uh, right. Um, I remember even as a kid thinking that, like. I know, like, wow, this ship got some titties on it. Google See the chest. Because the titties are right there. Right. Google Battle um, Beyond the Stars. Or it looks like two balls. There's two balls flying around space. <laughs> um, I really appreciated the serious tone it took. You know, it was about mm. Star Wars. It was about a war going on in space. And also, I, bringing up Black Hole and, and Battle Beyond the Stars, is those always, even though they were cool and had space effects and they were sci-fi or whatever, and they are fantasy as well, they were hokey. There's always like a level of hokiness to them. In the interest of time, let me just summarize where both GD and I stand. He has obviously watched all the movies. He's read a number of the books. He's read some of the comics. He's watched pretty much all of the shows, both the animated shows, like Rebels and Clone Wars, Bad Batch, and the most recent shows, you know, Mandalorian, seasons one and two, Boba Fett, etc. And uh, I've pretty much just been a movie guy, watched all the movies. I read the Splinter of the Mind's Eye way back when, when that came out. And I saw Mandalorian, didn't even bother with Boba Fett. I was like, I wasn't going to mess with that. In terms of how we feel about the movies and the television shows, uh, we both universally love Rogue One. Um, for JD, it's like his third favorite Star Wars film. It's up there for me as well. We both really enjoyed The Force Awakens. Empire Strikes Back is both of our favorite of the canon, as well as the original Star Wars New Hope. So, since The Force Awakens, from Force Awakens on, I give the movie franchise like a D, C minus at best, because I really hated The Last Jedi and his thought the rise of skywalker was mess jd feels very similar so you know we both have low grades for the movie series you know for the television shows we both thought mandalorian was cool i think he liked it a little bit more than i did uh i didn't even bother with boba fett like i said and uh he had problems with it we both were disappointing kenobi so since i give all the tv shows maybe collectively a C or whatever uh again just the these live action shows have been on disney plus the clone wars and rebels and whatnot i think were done really well and jd similar to that so that kind of gives you an idea where we stand in terms of our knowledge and how we feel about the franchise when we get back from the break we will jump right into our discussion of the first three episodes of andor stay tuned All right, so because those shows were so disappointing, uh, I was like, I'm just, I don't, I'm giving up on Star Wars. Like, it just, I'm going to have to remember Empire and return and go back to (laughs) what I liked. Remember what was. We remember what, well, always have Paris. What it could have been. (laughs) What it could have been. But when I saw the trailer for Andor, I was like, oh, snap. This. If it's as good as this trailer, I mean, if the trailer, if the show is as good as this trailer, yeah. If it holds trailer, up yeah. to the trailer, yeah. This, because 
because I remember watching the trailer. Even watching the trailer, I felt like that that first trailer that came out, not the teaser from last year, but the trailer from earlier. I felt like it almost had a Game of Thrones gravitas to it. You mean the very first teaser they came out? with? Not the very first teaser. There was that one teaser uh-huh. that came out last year, but like a yeah. few months, mu- like a few months ago. The yeah, official, the, the new trailer that came. Yeah, the official first trailer. The final opens, trailer came out. The final trailer was. I was like, and the oh, final yeah. trailer and was good too. Well, there, there's been two official trailers. Two of them, right? Yeah. Right. Um, the one I'm talking about opens on the green mountains, and then you see the star destroyer and the atmosphere over the village people or whoever they are. Um, right. But I just feel like that one had like the gravitas, it had Mon Mothma in it. And yeah, so, I'm looking at it right now on IMDb. Yeah, yeah. yeah that one we was, haven't got to those scenes yet. And they're, and yeah, they're, I know. Know. We haven't even gotten to any of those scenes yet. Um, and then I just want to say, and so my, so that's what I was, you know, hoping for the trailer. Then I started seeing all the various uh, podcasters and TikTok creators I follow who do movie stuff. And they were all saying they were all raving because they all. Yeah, you know, I purposely didn't look at any of it. Anytime I saw anything with Andor, I, I I just averted my eyes. I, I only yeah. looked late recently to see uh, Campia, yeah, Campia and crew and Harloff's take on it. Um, yeah. Let well, me ask you this: getting... What would you give? What would you What would you grade it? Yeah. So yeah. So I was totally enthused about what I was hearing about it. I saw the first three. So far, I'm. I mean, so far, I, I'm giving it like I would say, like if I was grading each episode, I would <coughs> say like a B plus for episode one, B plus A minus for episode two, and episode three. It felt like it was an A, A A minus maybe. Like yeah, um, like in terms of and and, and the only reason why I would maybe grade the first one down a little bit lower like i felt like the ending i wasn't expecting like i felt like the ending for the first episode kind of left me wanting a little bit it kind of felt like it just dropped off but i can't think of anything bad about it and i liked a lot of the things i saw so i'd probably give it a b plus like i liked the opening in the brothel i thought like oh wow um, that whole opening scene kind of felt like Ronzo, had, oh, I'm going back to first Kings. We're going back to first Kings, baby. <laughs> um, that whole opening scene had a Blade Runner feel to it. Obviously, I'm a huge fan of that yeah, film. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, with the rain and everything. Uh, Just the and, dark, gritty nature yeah. of the film. Um, and the, and when we, you know, it seems like every one of these movies, or maybe not everyone, but they they always look for opportunities to introduce. The new robot, and I don't know if you noticed, but this new ro- this new robot is in the official Star Wars opening montage. You know that opening montage? Oh, I didn't catch it. Oh, they put it it's, in there. It's the very last one. Yeah, I didn't pay attention to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. when they did it, um, I didn't pay attention. That's but, cool. But I like this guy, um, B two yeah. emo. Yeah, his pot. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't like the fact that you have a you have a a stuttering robot. I thought that was kind of. Cool. It, it harkens back to Black Hole when you have Bob and and what yeah. you know, right, right, right. Bob and he had the legs. Oh, that's right. It does. Yeah, it has exactly. even the, yeah. the way his head works. It kind the of the head is jacked up and dented. And I wouldn't yeah, be surprised if it's an homage. There was a, but also it was very Wally reminiscent. Even yeah. some of the angles when he comes on yeah. the ship, we're like, oh, this looks just like Wally. That's I a good point. The girls are watching with me, and it looked yeah. very much yeah, Wally-esque. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, it, and just uh, the uh, apocalyptic. 
a place where the ship was at, like the world right. looked destroyed or whatever, and it, it looked like Wally going through the drunken trash, you know, junk yeah. and trash, yeah, to get yeah. to Cassian's little ship or hangout or whatever. Yeah, totally. So, you know, from a grading perspective, that's why I felt about it, and then I felt like. I'm glad that they had the first three because I felt like if they had only had episode one, I would have been like, yeah, it was all right. It was cool. But I felt like I almost felt like these first three were almost like because, you know, together they were about two hours. It was a nice one, one and a half. Yeah. Yeah. It was a nice progression of tension with the with the third episode having the battles and you know once and then once Skellen Scar Stellan Skarsgård is on the screen, yeah, he adds to the gravitas, um, the battles. The one um, commander, I can't remember his name. I made a note to look at his name and I forgot what it was. But the the one commander from the corporation who was leading everyone, he kind of reminded me of the dude from Aliens. Remember the officer from Aliens that nobody liked. Yeah, the lieutenant. The, yeah, the yeah. lieutenant. This dude kind of reminded me of him. Like, he's in yeah. charge, but he, he doesn't really command respect from his troops. Well, because he's never been... Yeah, like, they could tell, like, when he's giving that speech, and they're kind of like, one dude's like... <laughs> I know, okay. that, that one brother's like, who the fuck is this dude? Yeah, okay, this, this fool gonna go out here and get his kill. <laughs> right. Um, and, uh, yeah. you know, or, or you know, or, uh, here's this guy blustering, talking, you know, talking shop or whatever, Mr. Right. you know, Boy Scout trying to be all high and mighty, but right. he's never even, he's never even seen combat. And then he gets him right. out there. And what does he do? He gets him killed. You know, the, you know, the cutting back and forth between Cassian as a boy and him as an adult building that mystery of, uh, like where he came from. And I hope they kind of parse that out more in terms of like why is that such a oh i'm sure they will i mean i mean i I feel like so so for me i take a different tack to it because i i I think that for me i would give a's across the board like Mm -hmm. if they would like but that's just me like i feel like today we're in a very i tiktok twitter i need everything right now and if i don't get everything right now it sucked it didn't do it didn't just job i'm like dude it's a 12-part series I don't need everything in the first episode. Right. So for me, I heard people saying they thought it was slow. I like the slow burn. I love it because mm-hmm. the thing was for me, just the tone, mm-hmm. the patina of a protest of oppression that yeah. they had on uh, on the various planets. They had the, on, uh, what is it, Ferrix, which Ferex, is the, yeah. the one planet, yeah. Ferrix, and then um, and then when he's a boy, he was on Canari, uh, and those two. To me, just the sense of oppression that the the empire, even though we didn't see them, their you presence was felt about how yeah. they're just crushing down on these cultures. And so for me, I like that. I like the world building. I like the way they're taking time and setting everything up. And but, nothing was boring. The writing was really good. Yeah, so even though it was good. slow, it's not like I, I didn't leave the first episode going, oh, my God, this is the most right. amazing thing I've ever seen. But it's like, oh, this gives me a lot of promise if they keep this tone like this yeah and then it's going to start to only pick up because i know they're just setting everything up right. i'm going to give them a little grace period yes to, to, to settle in i'm like i was all in i was like oh my god i love it and i love tony gilroy tony gilroy is a great storyteller he's the director you know no, he, born, no, he was the director series. he was ep the i know but he created was... it and wrote it no i know the, it. the director was toby haynes yes um, he who did like Brexit and other, but what I'm saying Sherlock is you don't get Doctor. any of this 
my 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 thing is you could tell this is a, a Tony Gilroy production. Sure. He did Rogue One. He came in, and now you could really see who directed Rogue One because this mm -hmm. has very Rogue One like feels. Right. So and just Garrett Edwards, you know Garrett Edwards. what he did. Yeah, Garrett Garrett. Yeah, yeah. yeah you kind of wonder what what his whole how much he did or whatever. Yeah. Not so that, just not real quick, Tony just arrows at him. Just as a reminder to people listening, Gareth Edwards was brought in to direct uh, Rogue One. Rogue then, One. Then, then Tony Gilroy was added later to help out. So I help think Gareth, yeah, yeah, help edit. So I think Gareth Edwards is still credited as the director, but there was a lot of yeah. controversy during the making of it, like of how much he was actually involved. And you're saying yeah, that based on yeah. seeing this, he had a lot. No, I no. I, I just think I, I think based on seeing this, you could tell that that Gilroy had had a strong influence over yeah. the way Rogue One turned out. Yeah, totally. um, uh, and I think he also showed up during some of the filming. I could be wrong, but mm -hmm. um, but uh, yeah, I, I just I, for me, again, it's like I like I don't like the, you know like when I. When, when we were earlier, let me just go back and, and, and right. fix something. When I said, oh, I give it 100 or whatever, I'm yeah. not saying it's perfect, but I would give all, like, the things I said, like, I would give Empire an A+. Mm -hmm. I would give Star Wars an A. I mm -hmm. would give uh, Rogue One an A. I yeah. would give uh, even Force Awakens a B+. Plus. And yeah. that way, you can figure out if it's, yeah. is it a 97? Is it a 100? I don't care. You know, it's all subjective anyways or whatever. So once sure. you get there, it's not, we're not grading math tests. Whether right. there's a, a right or a wrong, it's like it's it's subjective. So no, I, I think the A B C D or whatever is a better way to grade it. Um, but yeah, I, I love I love and and for me, I I think that I I had faith that in the first when I was watching the first episode, I was very satisfied with the tone mm -hmm. and feel of the storytelling, and yeah. that emboldened me to want more or. or or, or it, it emboldened me to be excited because for mm -hmm. a lot of times I'm watching these Star Wars shows and it, the opposite happens. We're mm -hmm. like, oh, uh, you know, right. things can be really cool and then something stupid will come along right. and rip you right out of the show. And yeah, like, nothing oh. like that. I didn't have that yeah. feeling anytime watching this. And yeah, and, and listen, some there have been some great scenes, you know, when Luke shows up in Mando. Mando. That was one of the greatest scenes ever. Was, oh, and he takes it, you cool. know. Yeah. That was amazing. So. Um, yeah, for this, I, uh, I I would give it I would give them A's across the board. Yeah, me, no. personally. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't argue with that. I wouldn't argue with that. I think maybe I would say like to your point because I because I get your point. Like the first one is a little bit again. See, I just slow things don't bother me if they're done well. If you do something, you know, go back and watch a Hitchcock film. You want to talk about slow? I mean, mm -hmm. these people are considered the greatest, whatever. And, you know, it's like and they are were amazing filmmakers, but they are slow when you watch classic movies a lot of movies are a lot slower pre-mtv mm -hmm. era right now that we've all gone through mtv now we're all on twitter now we're all on tiktok where we only mm -hmm. can have 60 seconds to get the whole complete story it's a it's well, a different world and you so go up to... well i'm just saying you, you get my point <laughs> i do and also with with you know or you have to have you know balls to the wall gore and crazy sex and action like in game of thrones to keep people's attention right. i like something sometimes where you you don't have to do all that but there's still the intrigue yeah. there's still really good dialogue there's 
all the moments to me felt true. Yeah. I didn't, nothing pulled me out and be like, oh, that wouldn't make sense or whatever. They, they even made a, Harloff made a great point about the guy, the, the boss who said, forget about all this. There's two dummies that messed with someone they shouldn't have messed with. And he right. ended up shooting them. That's what we saw. And they, they were at a brothel where they shouldn't have been. They're right. drinking, which they shouldn't have been doing. And they shouldn't even, and they were supposed to be at work when they weren't at work. You know, it's like all right. these things are wrong. So, I, you know, he's, I smell, uh, you know, something right. foul here. So just let sleeping dogs lie or whatever. And Christian Arloff said that, you know, they could have played that guy really stupid, you know, making dumb comments right, or whatever. Right. Cause, cause uh, you know, to just, just the easy writing would have done, you know, something I'd expect to see in book of, you know, Bubba Fett or something, right. easy writing, just make him some bozo or some goofball that we go, oh, look, there's the goofy guy. He's stupid and other, but he, what they actually did was make him really sharp. Mm-hmm. Made him, he, he got it right away, understood what was going on and said, Hey, leave this alone. And he might not be the boss you like or whatever. And also, you know, if we see this dude again, his allegiance to the empire might come into question. Because maybe he doesn't really like the the empire that much either, but it's a racket. You know, it's, that's his yeah. job. You know, that's what he does. But so these guys I don't work thought, for the empire, though. No, I know. Well, right. but they're the they're the deputized people I didn't on get the that outskirts, or whatever. But the impression I got that they weren't even like contractors. That they were like were a separate corporation. That these were officers for that corporation, and they tried to stay out of the empire's almost like the trade federation. Well, the, in a sense. But the guy said he was. But the boss said he was going to give a presentation to Imperials. Right. I think they do business for the. I'm just saying. I don't think they're contracted to be like. Uh, and I think that we're could kind be of wrong. hairs. All I'm Maybe. all I'm getting yeah. at is that we probably are. They're they're not stormtroopers the and they're not right. in the Empire. Exactly. I, I'm totally with you on that. But they are deputized to do they're they're the ruling people yeah and when something goes down we're gonna watch over these planets or whatever like the, you know they took it upon themselves to go track down this Cassian andor who right. hit the, the one dude did and then it, you know he should have been like just let you know again like his boss told him let sleeping dogs yeah. lie oh uh, well, but he didn't stay tuned and it will be right back after this break In the first three episodes, was there anything in particular that really stood out to you that you liked? A scene, well, again, or a I, I just, or something. I, uh, you know, I I keep harping on it, but it it just goes back to the um. When I'm looking up, the, I'm going to look up the main guy who was the, who's the baddie. The, which guy? The guy who's like the lieutenant, the little nerd, that the Boy Scout. Uh, oh right, I think it's like that was like. It's just Kyle Sol- Solar. Yeah, surreal Karn. Yeah, yeah, that's his real name. Karn. Yeah, yeah. Karn. So surreal Karn. Yeah. So back to your question, I I really the thing that I I really really enjoyed was the tone, the direction, yeah. the writing, because it leaves us with the promise. That if they if they have a halfway decent story, they're gonna stick to this thing. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like even in Mando, there are moments that I got brought out. There are things that happen in Mando that just would bring me out. And there are some really good episodes in Mando. There are some that were like, oh, this is a great episode, but then it'd be followed up with the next week where something was a cool episode, but then it'd be something corny that would bring me out. Right. And so um this one is like, man, if they if they if 
just given the way that I think Gilroy is looking at this project and the way he's treating it and how the, that universe should be treated, I'm very excited for the yeah. nine other episodes. I think it's going to be uh, right. a great show. I think it'll be their best. I think it'll end up being their best TV show. And yes, they, uh, on Campia, they were saying, you know, they they they, they, they posed the question: Do you think they're going to start trying to make their Star Wars content more serious because of how it's playing better? And one of the one of the commentary, I can't remember. Um, uh, there's a woman on the show. Hmm. She, she guessed sometimes. And she was like, you know, if they get an Emmy nod, I can see this maybe getting an Emmy nod for something yeah. or whatever. And if they do, and it gets that prestige, I can see Lucas from, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. We need to, you know. Because, again, think about if they did Obi-Wan with this tone. I know. Think about if they did Boba Fett. with oh, You didn't see Boba Fett. But think about right. if they did, you know, or even Mando. If they if they made the stakes a little bit, you know. Mando's pretty good. I don't want to just rip all over Mando. Yeah. but. But yeah. but it, there, there are some moments that bring you out, and if they totally. got rid of those moments, the corny, cutesy moments, and then Grogu, the thing is, he's so damn cute, and he's and it, the temptation to make to to Disneyfy everything with him to sell more shirts and toys and figures and everything. I'm always worried about that because now they're in the mouse house, and they have you know, and, and you know they're right there. So you know they you know the right. orders come down. Hey, we need more of this Grogu guy. You know. Then they start screwing up stories because they're 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 pandering to what they want to sell, you know, versus telling a good story. And yeah. to me, I could tell like what I'm watching right now. It's a good story. It's it's all about the story. So I really love that. I think the acting is off the chain. All the actors are great. You you look at all the character development, all the actors. There's no throwaways. There's no Deadwood. Everybody kind of has Everyone. a purpose. Yeah. Even the guard squad. Even though there's a whole bunch of guards. It's like the ones that are you know, obviously there'll be some Deadwood or whatever because you have a, a group of twelve dudes that are like guards, whatever. But the ones that are important, they they stick you, out. And you know what? To be, you know, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I think that's a good point that I totally agree with. Like the guards c could have come across, or they could have been made to be just silly throwaways. Because often they could have been like the bikers in in the book. You didn't see Book of Boba Fett, but the I Vespa heard about gang. those. They had these silly Vespa gang right. running right, you know, like or some, the shiny bikes, or, or sometimes, or sometimes how they even deal with the stormtroopers. They'll just yes, make them like Laurel and Hardy, silly, silly. Yeah, ass. yeah, and, pumping their heads on doors and <laughs> right, right. And the thing right, is, right. like, like that one second in command dude, he. Could have been like one of those Lauren Hardy types. Like he could have been set up to be, exactly. but you could tell like, but you could tell like he he kind of knows his shit. You can tell like he's more experienced than the guy. He was like Karn. He was he was cut from the same cloth as Karn. Right. That's why Karn loved him. He took to him right away. So, oh, here's someone that believes in me and what I want to do. Right. And that just emboldened Karn to okay, we're gonna get a platoon and we're gonna go to. The, I know my boss told me not to because I can't wait to see the fallout when the boss comes back and like. So let me get this straight. You went to the, I told you did what I told you not, not to, do, to do, and you ended up getting you know eight people killed, <laughs> right. and we had to come rescue you off the planet. Right. He should be under the jail. That that right there is a court martial and oh yeah, time in Leavenworth. It's like yeah. what are you doing? That's you know. So um, yeah, no, I think I agree. But the way you. but the way they treated it was realistic, and the stakes yes. were heavy, and effect, and you could feel it in a mature way. It's just yes. mature, you know, the, you know, dealing yes. with it in an adult way. Just because something deals with something in a, a mature adult way doesn't mean you have to exclude kids mm -hmm. or younger people can't watch it. And that's what I appreciate 
about this show yeah. and about Empire and about Star Wars. Like you can have these heavy weighty concepts that you're dealing with, and kids can still but enjoy. But you can still have kid, but you can still present it in a way that kids watch it. Is there even talking? You know, think about how they were killing people. We saw people get shot or whatever, but it wasn't like it wasn't Tarantino esque or blood, you know, right. just gory or whatever. It, it was you know done where ooh you know wow this this you is brutal the, you felt the this is harsh there. you feel it and it's serious but it's not gory and yeah. something you know you can watch with you know right. kid, you know I, I would imagine someone with a five year old could watch you know with the I stuff we see five. on TV nowadays the stuff we see on TV nowadays I but yeah I, I wouldn't have a five year old let's watching. say whatever that's you i'm just saying a lot of people i think would i'm just saying yeah. I, understand, I understand your point but i'm just saying right. i think by today's standards a lot of people the, 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 my ultimate point is that yeah. younger kids could watch it you know because again like when you get to five whatever maybe they might not even know it's on or into it or whatever but once you get to the age where you're cool. i just think back when i was i mean i used to watch westerns all the time where they're shooting native americans off horses and everything cool. that's just as brutal I think the one thing where I probably would disagree with the kids part is maybe for episode one, because I think, I think one of the if things. If you go that, back to that brothel again, if you go back to the brothel. No, no, not because of that, because <laughs> I think we have a young someone who's young, let's say ten around that age, or maybe even younger. I think what gets them interested is like the cool gadgets. It's the spaceships. It's the guns, and so if you have something that's really heady. Which is which? Episode one kind of felt like you know. There's a lot of talking. It's a slow burn. I can see that being kind of harder for. But that's not. But kids. R- right. But we're talking about two different things. We're not talking about whether they can grasp it or not versus whether they should be even looking at it. True. There's two. Those are two different yeah, things. Yeah, I think that's they not... can watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's yeah. a question for you, um, and this will be the last serious question. Um, what are the stakes? We know, obviously, we know. And or survives because this is a prequel to Rogue One. We yeah. know um, what's the black dude. Um, uh, you're talking about the re- Renegade. Um, yeah, play the. Now, now that you ask me, it's like it's jacking me up. Uh, I can't even think of the actor now. Uh, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest, Forrest Whitaker's Whitaker, character. Um, we know that he's going to survive this because he's in Rogue One. Yeah. Um, so what are the stakes that we are dealing with here? I mean, we probably don't really know yet, but like, is it just the intrigue of seeing, okay, how did he become who he was? Um, what's your thoughts on that? I like, think that... Like, we know he's never going to die because for obvious reasons. You know, they can introduce other characters that we like who we may not know if they die or not. Like right. like Brick Bix, I think is the woman's name. So, yeah, Bix. Um, but you can assume if we don't anyone we don't see in Rogue One, there's a good chance. That, right. Yeah. Saw Guerrera was was. Uh, yeah, that's his character name, the first worker character. So I, like, I for you, I, what's the what's what's the what's the stakes? What are we? Well, here it goes back to let's not jump the gun. I mean, the stakes are gonna. I, I think what what this world is setting up. Mm-hmm is especially which i think is very poignant in this era that we live in mm. is the rise of fascism and mm. you know how it's smothering this whole galaxy where uh, our world yeah. you know where we have you know they're, they're dealing with themes tropes and ideas that are floating around in our society today right where, you know you've got these super powerful imperialistic type corporations or countries or whatever 
that are going to just march into some place and take over someone else's land or right. do things that are, you know, you know, they have this ultimate power where they mm -hmm. can, you know, force people to live a certain way, you know, through corruption or whatever. And so, um, seeing that, I think those are the stakes. You, again, I think, uh, mm -hmm. the way that this series paints that gruff, rough and tumble, grimy patina, the, the oppressive, oppressive patina over right. everybody, I think is great because that's it. That alone is setting up what these stakes are about. We're being smothered. We're being, you know, we're being. Look what look at the planet. Uh, was it care care? Uh, the one that Asian was born on. The one that we we come oh, to meet him on. Canari. Canari. Uh, look at Canari. It's virtually a dead planet. I mean, the ship that crashes. They, those guys got exposed to some toxin at some other region on the planet. And then it, I it, get the impression there was something on the ship. Yeah. Maybe it got loose, whatever, because, but when, because when the woman that's when, uh, Marva, played by Fiona Marva. Shaw. Yeah. Fiona Shaw comes in and saves, uh, Cassian. Right. They were worried at first that they could be contaminated or whatever. So, right. and I think, and I think they had their mask, you know, they have masks, even going through the jungle when we see him coming in or, or I think they, I thought we saw him outside the ship and then they go on the ship. I could be wrong. Yeah. They just end up that. in the ship, but, um, but they have masks nonetheless. So they were prepared or whatever you went, if you saw a, a ship crash, I don't know that I'd have a gas mask on just, you know, anything could have brought that ship down. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, I got the feeling and then hearing uh, subsequent people's talk about that planet. They said that it was contaminated, that it, you know, the air is not breathable, it's X, Y, and Z, yada, yada, yada. So for me, it, it would almost seem like, you know, how we have a BP spoil oil spill here. Right. Maybe there's some contamination or something going on on one side of the planet. Right. And this ship tried to take off and something happened and contamination got on the ship, whatever, to your point, you know, but then we see a crash. Right. And, then, and then they come on, they're nervous, they have their gas masks. But then they realize they quickly realize, oh, it's safe. The kid's here. He doesn't have a gas mask on. Um, but in terms of the stakes, I think it's just setting up a great story about this is the world. This is the universe that we live in. And these are the elements that are at odds with each other. You've right. got this really repressive regime, you know, mm -hmm. fascist. Look at, look at uh, the, the lieutenant uh, Karn is – so willing to be a little fascist puppet boy he's you know he can't wait to be the little right. fascist boy scout and you know show his bona fides for going to you know right. solve the case solve the caper or whatever and he ends up getting everybody killed but he's all about falling in line hook line and sinker with the empire right. and saying the other guy his sergeant that was helping him out they're both you know cut from the same cloth so yeah i think that uh that so i don't need more than that for the especially for the first three episodes oh thank you lord jesus you you came with the right tone you the writing is great the acting is great the direction is great i'm so excited to see where it goes yeah I, and, and i don't need to have it resolved in by episode three i know it's a 12 episode season i liked your answer like as opposed to like a specific scene or a part the overall tone is is like the MVP, the tone, uh, the treatment of the characters, uh, going back to your, your point about the big tall alien, like even though he spoke common tongue, he did it like in a gruff kind of alien like voice, as opposed to like that Phil dude from Mandalorian who sounded like 
right know, or or even the the, the guy from uh in uh attack of the clones where obi he runs the the cafe and obi-wan oh, right. comes in it's like the, the goofy dude with three r or four right. sets of arms or whatever and but and, and it's not even that he has the four sets of arms he looks like a big frog the problem right. is, is that oh we've got this goofy looking dude so let's make him goofy or we got right. Jar Jar. Let's make Jar Jar goofy. Every time they try to get funny with stuff, it fails yeah, spectacularly. Yeah, yeah. No. It's like, don't be funny. Like the reason Han Solo worked with his comedy is because he's sardonic. Mm. And it's like, and he's with the audience. Oh, great! Get out of my way, no. you big walking carpet or what? You know, he he's that saying the things that the audience yeah. wants to say, or the way that they would feel, or whatever. You know, that was that was Leia, right? Right. Leia said, but but I'm just saying he would he would talk to Chewie or whatever. Yeah. Or, or anybody. He was kind of, you know, um, it wasn't silly comedy. It was something you could see. It was wise ass. It was wise ass comedy. It was smart ass comedy that you know um, that fit the purpose. And it's twelve episodes. It's okay. Season one and two are twenty four. So cool. Um, Well, yeah, yeah, man, I'm. I agree with you. I think shows off to a great start. And like you said, we haven't even seen most of the scenes that were in those trailers uh, you know right the, the i would just say like when you look at when you think about this and i know people are saying oh the first episode of that we if if you made this if you made season one a movie we've only seen the first act we've only got out of the first act so it's right. like we've got so much more to explore yeah, totally. that i'm looking forward to so i'm not i'm totally confident and as long as they for me just keep the tone they keep the tone you know, which I, I don't, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm like, sure we look will. at, yeah. you know, yeah, Tony Gilroy doesn't, he's, yeah. he's not into all that. Cool. He's all about the story. So yeah. I think we're in good hands. Uh, I mean, finally. I'm, we're finally, finally in good hands. You know, well, right. I mean, Mando was cool, but, but there was, out of three episodes, at the same time in Mando, there are things that brought me out. You're that right. were, yeah. you know, so. Yeah, I think we're off to a great start. Yeah. All right, that's it for our first episode of Two Grown-Ass Men Talking About Star Wars. I think that's the name we're going to settle on. And uh, thanks for joining us. Remember, next week we'll have the next episode of that. We'll keep it in this feed, and I'll have a separate feed for it as well. And then in two weeks we'll have our next regular episode of Dungeons & Drags. Don't know what the topic for that is going to be yet, but uh, it's going to be a good one because they're all good. The Dungeons & Directs podcast is a production of Blade Runner Media and Bonnie and Clyde Productions and is part of the Ebony Covering Black America podcast network. This episode was written, produced, and edited by yours truly, Ron Dawson. Special thanks to my black BFFs and podcast peeps, JD and Yolanda Cochran, and no relation to Johnny. Music used in the show was licensed from Artlist as well as Creative Commons songs from freemusicarchive.org. If you like the show, do all the podcasty things, rate, review, share it with your friends and family. If you liked our discussion of Andor specifically, definitely tell your Star Wars and nerdy friends and, and buds. And like I said, uh, as a reminder, we'll have all the uh, discussion episodes in our regular Dungeons and Drags feed on a weekly basis. And then I will also eventually create a separate feed for just these episodes if that's all you want to hear. Let us know what you think. 
Um, tell us your fan theories about where the show's going, what you think about it. What did you think of these first three episodes? Were they cool? I thought they were um, pretty amazing, and I think it's a great direction for the Star Wars franchise. Let us know what you think. You can send us an email at podcast at dungeonsandurags.com. You can even send us a voicemail message on our website at dungeonsandurags.com slash podcast. You can find me on all of the social medias at just blurred runner that's on twitter tiktok instagram you can find jd on twitter and instagram at that jd cochran and yolanda is on twitter at rat in a wheel with all the words separated by underscores that's it for the show stay safe out there and remember having white privilege is not bad denying it is and in the absence of biblical certainty choose love now that's how i normally end the show but since this was really an episode about uh, a Star Wars show I think it's better if I just say may the force be with you always or two grown ass men <laughs> oh that would be funny old men talking about Star two Wars grown <laughs> <men talking laughs> two, yeah, two, plus two, two grown ass men two grown ass men talking about Star, Star Wars. Wars that's what it's gotta be that's, that's it. what it's gotta be it's gotta be that dude. Yes. It's so stupid. It's gotta be two grown ass men talking about Star Wars. I love it. Cause that that's good. That's it. That's, that's it. it. <laughs>